Welcome to another Quarantine Diaries episode of the Salumas Podcast. In this episode, I do a little bit of dreaming on how the world will look like after the coronavirus. I talk about things like culture, the environment, and how we think of things like health will change or become the new standard. We may not truly know what the new normal will be like for a very long time, but we can speculate. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode four of the Quarantine Diaries, The New Normal. Um, I'm actually talking with a little bit of a softer voice. It's like 1230 in the morning. Uh, I was having some uh, computer issues and now I think that they're fixed. But even before that, uh, I was with some friends and we were putting my bike together. Um, I'm so pumped about this thing. Uh, Truthfully, I would have held off had I known all the stuff was going to happen this week. But I ordered the bike last week when we didn't know what was really going down but i'm still glad that it's here and uh, i'm i'm cannot wait to be able to get back or get back onto the trails and stuff so anyway i wanted to take time on this episode to sort of do some if you want to call it dreaming or some speculating on what i believe the world is going to be like after coronavirus uh i'm wanting to call this one like a return to normalcy or something like normal i don't know but uh I've, I wrote down 10 things that I thought that, uh, that I thought could happen. And so I'm just going to go straight into it. Well, actually, before that, I hope everyone had a really good day. Uh, it was same as usual for me. It was, it was productive, but a little bit slow in the sense that I didn't get to go out and, and sell stuff. Um, it was a lot of uh, troubleshooting, a lot of calls. Uh, I had a few meetings and stuff like that. But overall, it was still good. I was really happy to see that the overall spirits at work was pretty positive. Um, I'm starting to see people be a little bit somewhat happier. Um, There's like a level of acceptance about what's going on. And I think for some people, it's kind of like, okay, how do we try to move forward? And how do we try to uh, be somewhat productive given the situation? I think I'm seeing a lot of people making, um, making lemonade out of the lemons. So um, for me, that's a good thing. I I tend to not thrive very well when there's a whole bunch of negativity and everyone is really down and and fearful. And I get it. Everyone has a reason to be. But um, I like to try to be a part of uh, some kind of the positivity as much as I can. So anyway, going into it, I'm going to start with the first thing. I think that how we greet people in terms of like physically greet people is going to change. So. I was I wrote here about handshaking. I think that that's going to be one thing that we start to do with caution, and to because of that, like back in the day, like way way long ago, like BC, I want to say like 500 BC. I think that's what I where I read a long time ago. Um, is what or they were saying that people shook hands as a sign to show that they weren't carrying a weapon, to show that they weren't a threat. Um, I think that these days now or after coronavirus, if you will, people are going to be doing a lot more mental calculus when you give a handshake or going for that hug. Uh, a lot of those things that are 
that were once seen as uh, paramount to class or to um, and by class, I mean, like being a classy person, being a someone who is respected. People want to shake your hand uh, or people want to give you hugs if you're in the South. I think that a lot of our culture, which is predicated on on shaking hands and hugging and showing people that kind of emotion, um, I think a lot of that's going to change. I think we're going to be doing a lot more mental calculus and we're going to be thinking like, okay, is this person clean? I think you're just going to see more nods, more waving, and that's just going to become the norm. And I think for a lot of people, it's going to rub them the wrong way because they're going to be like, uh, you know, they're going to get offended. They're going to think that no one wants to touch them or no one respects them or anything. But there's going to be more and more people out there that are like, eh, hold up, I'm not trying to shake hands right now. They may not have coronavirus, obviously, but they may have some other type of sickness and they just don't want to touch. I think we're going to start thinking a lot about that kind of stuff. Um, Part two or number two is that we are going to learn to like staying at home. This um, this period of uh, social distancing has really gotten people staying home more. I'm seeing way less cars on the road and stuff like that. Um, I'm seeing less people going to restaurants, obviously, because the restaurants are closed. But I think that the um, the overall fear of germs in restaurants and stuff like that is going to be a real thing. I think large crowds are going to be something that people are going to constantly worry about. Um, you know, it used to be that large crowds were scary because we were worried about terror attacks. You know, we were worried about someone running in and blowing up a bomb or some crazy person going and shooting up a place. But now we're sitting there worrying about someone walking into the bar or whatever public place and they're coughing or they may have a fever that, of course, we're not going to be able to see. And I think that that's going to have a massive, massive impact on the way concerts and stuff like that are run. I would even go so far as to say you might see smaller concerts from here on out just because people are going to be kind of worried or more cautious about it or there will be more. Um, more measures taken to ensure that people are as clean as humanly possible, given a a massive crowd of people. Um, I think that it might have, I can't remember when it happened, but I'm assuming that it was in response to some kind of a sickness. But I think, I feel like you guys all remember when stores like Walmart and Kroger started having uh, uh, sanitary wipes and stuff right next to the carts. And that was the thing people would go through. I always did. As soon as they started bringing those in, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to wipe my cart down. And people started doing that. I think that the same thing is going to start to happen when you go to like any kind of event. If you go to the airport, um, you're just going to see that kind of stuff all over the place. And truthfully, I'm okay with that. Uh, I like to have stuff clean. You know, I, I like I was saying in a previous episode, I have uh, bottles of hand sanitizer at my office and, you know, everyone drops in and they'll spray a couple or they'll take a couple pumps, get their skin nice and clean and all that kind of stuff or as clean as possible. And they just go on with their day. It was great today seeing people coming into my office and just walking around the office, just sanitizing, spraying things down, using disinfectant. We need to have that kind of stuff all the time, but, uh, I'm just glad that it's happening now. Um, number three, I think that remote work uh, and, Um, sick time and stuff like that is going to be more normalized and it's going to be something worth reviewing. Um, I think that this period of decreased productivity and a lot of places canceling work has really exposed a lot of businesses. And uh, I think more and more people are going to have to get used to the fact that 
you can still be very productive if you have the infrastructure to work remotely. And um, I can certainly see that happening with many groups. That's the type of sales that I'm in. And so we've been trying to work towards talking to other people who are who had to shut their doors and essentially showing them, hey, it's okay to shut your doors. We get it. But here's something that's still going to keep you in a good place to be able to do your work so that when things open up, you're not going to take as big of a hit in terms of having to catch back up with paperwork and stuff like that. Um, Going on sick time, I think that A, employees are going to start using more of it when they actually need to. And I think B, employers are going to be a lot better about not pressuring or guilting people whenever they do need to take sick time. Um, my, thankfully my, my boss is very good about like, if you're sick, man, go home, work remotely. If you, if you, if you need it bad enough, go ahead and do it. Uh, that's what it's there for. You're supposed to use it and it's paid. So, um, I do think that other organizations are going to start really looking at that kind of stuff. And then you, I would even go so far as to say that you'll start to see that kind of stuff rolled into benefits packages. I'm telling you, people are going to start getting really creative to ensure that things like this uh, can cover people. You're seeing now, if any of you guys follow the NFL, you're seeing that people are starting to put clauses for coronavirus in their contracts. So, I mean, it's 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 a big and it's a very serious thing that people are starting to look at. And I could really see that trickling into just everyday workers. Um, number four. I think that overall, um, people begin uh, keeping reserves of goods and all the laughing at preppers and stuff like that is just going to be a thing of the past. Uh, Once again, these moments really exposed a lot of people. And when you go into the stores and you see nothing there, there's this feeling of um, helplessness, if you will, where it's like you came in there and you you totally took for granted all the things that are that are there for you. Again, I'm thankful that me and my wife, we both grew up poor. So whenever I go into the grocery store and it's like the thing that I wanted wasn't there, it's like, oh, it's no biggie. I can find something different. It looks like we're having this today. It's not a thing for me to switch gears. Um, But some people are having a very tough time with it. And I do feel for them. Um, But, you know, in some cases, I don't. I don't wish that they grew up poor, but in other cases, I, I wish that they did because you can learn to adjust pretty quickly. Um, I think the uh, well, and on that tip with the reserve people who are getting reserves of stuff, I still have a problem with hoarding so much stuff that you are causing a problem for the people who cannot uh, purchase things and need it. I think that when it when times like these happen, uh, and hopefully it's not that many times, I think that when you start hoarding at a time where everyone needs stuff, you just look like an asshole. So I think that it, you're kind of too late. So maybe you should be, you should have been doing that much further before. And so I, my hope is that, you know, when things return to as normal as they can be and stock is more replenished and stuff like that, then of course people can go through and do that. I'm still trying to wrap my head around needing all that toilet paper. I live in a house with two other women and we've had the same couple rolls for a couple weeks and they just don't seem to run out. So I don't know what other people are doing. Maybe they're, you know, coming out of the shower and then 
drying their body off with toilet paper or something. I have no clue. But uh, that's something that still puzzles me <laughs> even to this day. Um, number fi- uh, five is, oh, I just saw that I numbered all my shit wrong. Looks like this is going to be nine items. Anyway, number five is, uh, you know, do you remember after 9-11 how there was this big, huge rise and love for the soldiers and all that kind of stuff. I think that the same is going to happen for uh, people in the medical field. And truthfully, it's about damn time they, that they start getting some respect. I think that doctors are finally going to get trusted again. And people who actually went to school for some of this stuff are once again going to get respected. Um, we are in, I think that part of the problem with the spread is this other spread of anti-intellectualism. And that's something that me, Chris, and Mark talk about quite often in this podcast. And um, I think that we're going to lean more, uh, lean back on science, stuff like that, and really listen to those doctors. Um, I, Because of all that, I think that there's going to be a decline in like the herbal and holistic medicine fields. Uh, and it's going to be in more favor for conventional medicines. And that could be a good or a bad thing. But I really do see that kind of stuff happening. I see there being discounts for nurses, discounts for first responders, and all those people who are really going out there putting their health on the line for a lot of these other people who just don't seem to give a shit. And uh, they'll cough on everything and walk around even when they're told to stay home and, you know, be somewhat quarantined. Uh, I, I think that we should be able or we should be giving a whole lot more respect. And I see, and I really do see that changing in the near future. Um, the next thing is that um, we'll finally realize that biology doesn't care about your nationality, your political affiliation, your SES, and by SES, I mean socioeconomic status. Like all groups from all walks of life all over the world uh, will begin to work more collaboratively. Um, I see that really happen, and they're going to be doing that to ensure that things like this don't happen again. Uh, you might even see certain things get socialized, uh-oh, evil word, uh, to ensure that uh, control in, in, in terms of like distribution and research and development of different types of cures um, and stuff like that will be the new standard. And I'm 100% for that. Um, I think that if we gave a lot more power to the doctors and, and stuff like that and said like, hey, when this thing happens, there is this standard response worldwide that we know will help cure or slow something down. And that should just be free for everyone. Um, I would love to see something like that happen. I think we would save a lot of lives worldwide. And it would bring, in my opinion, the world a lot closer. Um, like I said, biology, disease, all that shit cares nothing about your nationality. And this is this threat is much more different than the threats of terrorism and all that other stuff. People would say, oh, that's something that only happens in Arabic nations and all that kind of stuff. Well, now this shit is killing everyone and it has it bears no flag. And we need to be paying more attention to that. But I do I definitely do see that changing. The next thing is that um there's gonna be a massive if there isn't now, I'm sure there will be like a massive environmental impact. And I think because we're taking a lot more measures to keep things clean and <clears throat> excuse me, and because people are staying home a whole lot more, um, I think we're really starting to evaluate and take a look at the impact that we have on the world just by not driving so much, by not wasting so much. And I see more people that are thinking about reusing things. 
Um, people are reusing old bottles to be able to create their own uh, hand sanitizer instead of buying more bottles and leading to more pollution. And uh, people are driving less, like I said, and they're reducing their carbon footprint. You're seeing a lot more cars parked at home. Um, I think that's a good thing. I really do, and especially at a time where they're talking about global warming being a massive, massive issue. This is the time to start really thinking about things. And it's a shame that it's taking a, a virus to get us to think about it. But better late than never, honestly. I'd, I'd rather us. I'm glad that we're looking at that kind of stuff. Um, the next thing, um, I do see a return, if you will, to religion. Um, I've always thought that when people are faced with their own mortality, especially if they can't control it, it's very, very natural to turn to something like religion to make sense of it all. Uh, I do get a little bit scared that um, the worry and the fear of other people might get exploited and you can make believers out of people for all the wrong reasons. And I know I'm, I'm the worst person to be saying something like that, but I really think that, that something like that could happen. But I don't fault people for wanting to go back to the church or to the temple or whatever religion or anything like that that you are, because this is I mean, this is still kill, this is killing a lot of people. And um, and some people will tell me, well, it's not that much like, no, I, I think a lot is more than one. <laughs> so um, we've we've just got to get a lot better, you know, and. They're they're scared. People are scared about this, but not scared about the flu. I, I think also there because there's cures and stuff like that for the flu, but the flu still kills a lot of people. So I do think that sickness in general is going to drive more and more people back to uh, back into religion and for better or for worse. That's just what they're going to do. Um, my final thing here. And like I said, I want to keep everything really short is that I think that more accountability is going to be held, not just for ourselves, but for our leaders, you know, our politicians, our companies, our friends, and just our overall infrastructure. Like I've said before, we're out here getting straight up exposed. You know, we get, we're getting caught with our pants down and uh, we have no one to blame but ourselves. And so I do believe that um, overall people are going to do more and expect more when it comes to taking care of ourselves, taking care of our nation, making sure that we have the resources and the infrastructure to handle certain changes like this. And I think that we're also going to do the same thing for the rest of the world because we're able to see now because of travel, because of planes and stuff like that, there's this stuff is going to get it's going to get over to to us, to the Americas, and it'll come from America to the other nations just because we ship stuff and people go back and forth and they travel. There's literally no way to stop any of this unless you ban travel every single place. But again, I think that because of those, because of the spread here, we're going to start looking at ourselves and saying like, Hey, I'm sick. I should probably stay home. Or I think that there's going to be better infrastructure out there in the same way that they have things like TSA, you better believe I can see something like that for just quick screenings. You know what I mean? I can see there being like doctors, if you will, on standby airports or major areas where people travel just to be able to make sure that people can be um, checked if they need to, if they're not feeling well or something. Um, and I know that it's going to cost people more money, but we're seeing now the economic cost of our negligence. And so those are just my items of why I think uh how i think the new normal is going to be 
um, at the end of the day, we're just going to be paying attention more. And uh, that's that's something that I'm 100% fine with. Um, I'm very glad with the perspective. I'm glad and I'm a little bit sad about the perspective that all this stuff has given me. Um, maybe we'll start to realize just how how interconnected we all are and how we're all in this this fight together. Um, there's it. This stuff has really made me start thinking about uh, the other people that don't have the means to get some of the care and the products that they need and so my hope is that we all can learn to do better over time and uh, in the future we can start to we can build an infrastructure that really takes care of those other people who may not have the means to to get themselves better so like I said I want to keep all this stuff short uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up I hope you guys have an awesome day uh, I hope you guys stay safe like I've always been saying wash your hands take care of yourselves and each other and I am out.